You are listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. Hey, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Ben Welnick. I'm the creator of Mountain Bike Radio. And before this special episode that Andrea and Matt from Just Riding Along do with Steve Damahitty, which, by the way, you can go to damahittydesigns.com. And if you don't know how to spell that, check it out in the show notes. I'll have some links in there. Uh, I just want to say a special thanks to Steve uh, for always being a good supporter of Mountain Bike Radio. He's been on several times uh, any th- to discuss everything, engineering, just geek out on bikes, talk what, about whatever, basically. And uh, I, I think you should take some stock in the fact that he came on here to discuss uh, a new product that he's releasing. And it's important to note that most of this episode, other than some probably some highlights and things they want to cover, is unscripted. So I think it's very rare that you find someone that's willing to come on and discuss their new product without being behind the scenes of a, you know, a website and a PR release and all these different things. So you can really get the personality and know the person behind the product. So I think it's a pretty unique opportunity. Again, thanks to Steve. If you guys have any questions, feel free to contact me at ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And go check us out on Facebook and Twitter because I'm constantly updating those and keeping people in the loop. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, Be sure, like I said, check out the show notes, the show page. I'll have pictures and all that good stuff there. Uh, But I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to check out all the other shows on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Just Riding Along. Uh, Andrea and myself are here. Andrea and I. Uh, yeah, Andrea and I, because I am here. Yeah, Andrea and I are here with Steve Domahitty of Domahitty Designs. And we're going to talk about his new bike, the All Mountain Pinion Hardtail. So uh, He named his bike company after himself. Can you believe that? I can. That guy must be a narcissist. Yeah. Is an extremely narcissistic person. <laughs> I even I even went so far as to sign each one, proving so how, you, how you narcissistic I am. Autograph, autograph. <laughs> wow, this is a great way to start the interview. Hi guys, how are you? Uh, well, they can't. They're not going to answer. No, you, you two. Oh. Hi, hello. <laughs> how are you? Well, you've been here for like an hour, yeah, so I'm true. not good at this like faking okay. seeing you All just right. now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's like Steve just walked in the door. I'm a second glass in. Uh, so you brought your bike by, we got to ride it around and, uh, how does it wheelie? It, so, it was in the wheelie gear when I got on it earlier. So Andrea and Steve were talking <laughs> before Steve came over and, uh, the, the bet was that I would wheelie the bike within the first 30 seconds of riding it. And Steve's a pretty busy guy. So he got out and he handed me the bike and he started looking at his phone and I was like, oh, whatever, you know, he's going to let me you know, puts around on the bike and he's just gonna... <laughs> and he had the stopwatch going. And, I had the stopwatch going for sure. And he's like, 40 seconds. And I'm like, what? He's like, Andrea said you'd wheel in under a minute. And then she, you did. It was 40 seconds. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But and then it turned out to be 30 seconds that she said. And so yeah. I would have won the bet had I, had Steve I placed the bet. would not take the bet. It was for a dollar. Yeah. It's on principle though. <laughs> you only gamble on sure things. And uh, I bet... That was it. You, you did say that it crossed your mind. 
Like, well, like I wanted to ride it around. Like I cornered it like a couple of times, and then I like rode it in the easiest gear to see how easy the easiest gear was, and then I like found like what I thought would be wheelie gear and rode a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, wheelie's all right. That uh, I mean, it's bike with disc brakes and flat bars. So when you go to wheelie, it like it wheelies. I mean. So what else is special about this bike? No, I guess where I was going is like we, I can wheelie start... anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I can't wheelie a bus, but that's about it. Oh, speaking of that, I've got a good wheelie story that has nothing to do with this interview, so I'll save it for later. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna. I was about to take us on a totally different tangent. Is it a quick story? Yeah. Because now the entire listening audience is like, oh, we really want to hear Andrew's oh, well, wheelie I was, story. On my ride home from work. I was at a stoplight, and there were two lanes of traffic, and just ahead, it merged to one lane of traffic, and a motorcycle, a guy on a motorcycle pulled up in the lane next to me. I was in the right lane, and he just pulled up next to me and, like, gave me the head nod, and I, like, got down on the hoods and gave him the head nod. (laughs) And so when the light turned green, he just, like, he, like, gunned it and wheelied, like, through an entire, he like, he, he went through first and then wheelied through second and got ahead of me and all the traffic. Like, I gave him, like, the I want to race you across the intersection look. And, and he was like, you ain't got no motors. <laughs> yeah, he, he kicked my ass real hard. So, that's that's my wheelie story. We can get back to the bike now. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, so it's, uh, what what is the bike and what does it do? This is, this is like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Those are not crayons. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Did you say that? Something. He said it's um, not a tumor. Oh, it's yeah, whatever. Uh, the bike is uh, my brand new bike. It's called. It's lovingly called the um, All Mountain Hardtail. Uh, it's a pinion gearbox bike. Uh, it's going to come with a P one twelve pinion gearbox, which means it's a twelve speed gearbox. Uh, pinion has, I think. They have four different models. They have two nine-speeds, a 12-speed, and an 18-speed gearbox. But Do all of those fit into that spot on yep. the bike? Yeah. The okay. mounting's exactly the same. It's just the internal guts of it. Okay. So there's only so, one hole that you can ram a pinion in. <laughs> I'm sure pinion would agree that they only want to have one hole to ram into anyway. Um, but yeah, so, um, so this is an all-mountain... I call it a play bike. It's built for a 120 to 140 millimeter travel fork. Uh, the one that I have here today has a 130 mil travel on it, a Fox 34. Uh, and, um, you know, it's built around, it's got a, it comes with the uh, belts, uh, gates, excuse me. The belts drive. The belts drive. The gates belt drive. <laughs> the gate belts drive. Uh, so it comes, the frame will come with a pinion gear. Got, bop. Jeez. Slow, hey, Way hey. too much wine. Slow down, Steve. We can, we, we can take got, as long as I you need. I got Steve Slow lit down. on boxed wine right now. Boxed wine is great. Andrea's introduced me to boxed wine, and I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> this is the best. So the bike will come with a Gates Belt Drive. <laughs> The shows just keep getting worse. Or better. Brought to you by Phonics. So, belt drive, 130, 120 to 144. Yeah. So, the frame will come with a a belt drive, the two cogs, the front rear cogs, and the pinion drive and shifter, of course. Are those cogs, um, are those made out of steel? 
stainless stainless steel. Oh wow, they're very shiny. They're very shiny. Uh, what's the other like cool details of the bike? Uh, you call it a play bike. So do we have? What's our dropper post options, like seat post size? What's all that mm. stuff? I think the viewing audience may not even realize at this point, the hearing, listening audience may not realize at this point that it's a titanium bike. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we've mentioned that or, or not. So non, Non-ferrous metal. So non-ferrous metal. Metal nonetheless. Um, yeah, so titanium does have dropper post compatible, internal cable routing compatible for dropper post. Uh, and... Uh, you know, the kind of the full length housing, external housing on everything. So that's, that's nice great. and sealed. Yeah, that's uh, wonderful. Easy to take on, put off, replace, what have you. Uh, and I think that's about it. Slider dropouts to tension the belt and tire clearance for three inch full, full tire clearance for full three inch, like meaty three inch clearance. 27.5. 27.5 plus, or you can run at 29. 27.5 plus, like, 3-inch tire is roughly the same diameter as a 29-inch wheel, like a standard uh, 2.25 or 2.3-inch tire. What size are those knobby nicks that are on that one that the, we're... The knobby nicks on there are 3, 3.0s. Okay. And it does not, like, so Matt and I rode around, and of course Matt rode a wheelie, and I, I wanted to see how it cornered, because I know with with any fat bikes I've ridden, like, they, they kind of auto-steer, and you have to muscle it around a little. And uh, this bike steers more like a normal mountain bike. That's I, nice. The plus category is so fun. It's like, uh, you know, you can do it. I rode uh, Burgund Peak in the snow on it, so it's snow compatible. It won't do full powder. It doesn't float like a 4-inch or 5-inch tire, obviously. Um, but it definitely has enough, you know, at 20 PSI is what I run, and I'm 200, and 200 pounds, basically. Um, a lot of people... You know, Matt could run probably 15 PSI in those tires without a problem, um, being the bean pole that he is. Uh, and the other thing to Ben and I just had this conversation last weekend is on groomed trails, uh, three inch studs might be pretty phenomenal. Yeah, groomed is no problem. I mean, you know, it's packed, and and in fact, Bergen Peak groomed was not groomed, but it was well-traveled on other bikes and, and hikers and stuff. So the snow was pretty packed and it was, I, I felt like it was easier up and down than, than if it were, you know, dry and rocky and technical the way it usually is. I've never been there before, so I don't know. Oh, Brooklyn Peak's one of my favorites. Super gnarly, straight up and then straight back down. I love it actually. Well, cool. Um, so tell for, so a lot of people probably have not heard of a pinion gearbox. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is, why you chose it for this bike, um, why you are so fond of them? You yeah, know, just just give us like the the quick like the you know like the idiot's guide to pinion gearboxes. <laughs> uh, the idiot's guide, uh, the cliff notes, so to speak. Um, pinions are made in Germany um, by these uber smart German guys that came from Porsche. They were gearbox engineers at Porsche, and they said, oh, we know we could make a better box. That was a terrible German accent. That was not the one that Andrea wanted me to do. Das better box. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's wunderbar. <laughs> um, so they they kind of set about to sort of uh, revamp what drivetrains were for, for bicycles, and they decided on a center-mounted box. It's very similar in theory to a roll-off. Um, a lot of people are a lot more familiar with the roll-offs, which are 18-speed internal rear hubs. Um, 
the problem with roll-offs is they're, they're in the hub, so it's rotating weight. It's really heavy, and they're really hard to get the wheel in and out of. They're usually bolted on. They have all kinds of cables coming in and out of them that are, that are difficult to deal with when changing a tire flat or something. Uh, they, you know, roll-offs since updated, they have through axle compatibility now, which might presumably make it a little easier to take on and off, but, but still you have to deal with the shifter and the cables and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, for those that aren't familiar with the roll-off, a roll-off hub doesn't have any tension. It's a, it's a double tension twist shift. So there's two cables that actuate it. So when you shift into a harder gear, one cable pulls it into the harder gear. When you shift into the easier gear, it pulls it into the easier gear. And that's, that's part of the, the intricacy of it is it's like double cabled to one, to, to the non-drive side of the rear. So they are, uh, overly cumbersome. That's not just salesman Steve telling you that the pinions wonder bar because it doesn't have, you know, this extra cable. It's two extra cables and a whole mounting plate. It's a whole deal. So it's, I mean, that's something that's not that the pinion doesn't have two cables. Yeah, but they, it's not something you have to deal with. Right. The shifting system is is very similar. It's got a pull pull cable system, so it's got two cables going into the box. But it's they're you never futz with them once they're adjusted and on the bike. You don't have to when you're taking a rear wheel out. It, cables don't come with it. The rear wheel is the same as any other rear wheel. In fact, this bike is a, a 148 boost spacing rear hub with uh, with a Shimano cassette body for the for the cog because the cog the uh, Gates cog is a is a Shimano spline. So, yeah, so the pinion, you know, to me, it, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense for a mountain bike. It's centrally located. It's a little heavier than a standard drivetrain, but it's as low as you can get weight on the bike. It's not spinning, obviously. It's not rotational weight. So it's, it's really fantastic. Um, so you get a little bit of a weight penalty, but what you gain on the backside is you can shift coasting, you can shift all 12 gears coasting up and down. You, I mean, you don't have to take a pedal stroke. You can shift it just standing still at a stop. You get stopped on an uphill that's too steep or whatever. What, hap- what happens? You just crank you it just down three gears. You just choose the number you want. You just choose the number you want. Like yeah. that grip shift has numbers on it. You can be like, I want to start in 10. Which, by the way, I love. I don't know why Shimano. I'm a grip shift fan anyway. I like, or SRAM, excuse me. I don't, I use SRAM grip shift uh, on my own bikes on my own personal one by 11s and stuff. And I love grip shift. Uh, it's just a personal preference, but why don't they put the numbers on there? It's so nice to have the numbers right there. <laughs> why, why do you need numbers? Well, because you like to, I like to see when I'm climbing, how many more gears I have left. <laughs> well, <I> think, <laughs> that's like, like, that's like a big guy problem, isn't it? <laughs> it might be, but I'm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> did you just call him fat? <laughs> no, I said he was, I, I Listen, said he was Andrea, my weight, I thought we were going to leave my weight out of this. He's bigger I'm, than I am. I'm feeling sensitive about it. No, it's nice. Like you're climbing and you're you're busting your ass and you're like, oh, I still have a couple of deep gears I could dump. But on a SRAM system, you have to look back at the rear cassette while you're riding and like, oh. Or you just know like you're like I'm going a, at this speed and cadence and cadence. I probably have a gear left. And you're like, click. Oh yeah, I do. Or you try to click and you're like. Oh. Right, <laughs> right, but you're still, you still, there's an element pretty, of guessing. I'm right? pretty accurate, like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty accurate on that, but sometimes it's good to not know. <laughs> Should be like, no, just, just keep climbing and don't worry about it. There's another mental aspect of it too, though. If I'm in, if I'm in number three and I can look down and I'm in three and I'm climbing and I'm like, mentally, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm climbing this burly climb and I still have two more gears left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how would, 
that's that's a good lead-in. Like, how would gear number three um, relate to someone, say, riding a one by eleven drivetrain with a thirty-two tooth front? Like, where is a three? Like, if you're running a a, a one by eleven and you're on a ten forty-two cassette and like kind of set up like around people around on the front range run like a thirty-two or a thirty front ring. Yeah. Um, how much gear would you have left? Say you were running a thirty in the front. Yeah, that cat wants I, to go out real bad. <laughs> I would say that. Like, is that is that similar to like your lowest gear in a one by eleven? No. Is no. it lower? The range is way better on the okay. on the pinning gearbox. So a one by eleven range, like gear range, is like four hundred and thirty percent roughly okay. for the current one by eleven uh, ten forty two. So. I think a two by ten, like a like a Shimano double ring front, you know, yeah. two by ten system is five hundred and thirty percent gear range. Okay, the box has six hundred percent. All right, so you can go lower and higher, and the jumps are a little bit greater in between. But I've never, I've never found a situation where I'm like, oh, I wish I was, I wish I had an in between gear. That's kind of what I wonder, just riding it on the flat road around the neighborhood. It's like you can notice, you notice that that is a bigger jump between years. But I don't know if I would notice that on trails where the change in speed is much, I guess, smaller. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're climbing, you kind of get in a gear and you're in that gear. Right. Well, and the the pinion is the same, it's the same exact percentage jump for each gear. So they don't have like a SRAM cassette or Shimano cassette usually has a closer range kind of down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of have these bigger jumps sort of as you get to the top. Um, the pinion is a is a set percentage jump for each gear. So it's a much more consistent jump too each time. Um, I, I, I've never, you know, uh, that's not a drawback I've, I've I would even consider a drawback, to be honest. The the 600%, having that much gear range is is amazing. Um, That's like having a triple. It's like having a triple. Yeah. It's like having a triple in 12 speeds. Um, And you can get more gear range at the 18 speed that's even tighter together, but it comes at a weight penalty. So each, each the 18 speed gearbox is a little bit heavier, about a quarter of a So the the smaller gearboxes. The nine speed gearboxes are about a quarter of a pound lighter, yeah. And. Is it what's the percent range on those? They have two the nine speed boxes. They have a close close range and they have a wide range. And the wide range I think is still five hundred and I still I think it's about five hundred or five hundred and thirty percent. That'd be the, jumpy. That would be jumpy. Yeah, yeah, that might be a little too jumpy. But which the is close why. range, like if someone living in a flatter area wanted to, they could possibly do like the nine speed closer range. They could. I think it'd be. I still think it'd be tough. Um, that closer range one. I think they built for commuter bikes. Yeah. So most of the most of the commuter bikes in Germany, all you know, they're all they sell in 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 Europe. Pinion can't make enough of these boxes. It's uh-huh. funny. Like here, you know, nobody's. It's it's a very unheard of thing. But in Europe, they have them everywhere, and they use a lot of commuter bikes with gates belt drives because as soon as you put the gates on there. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the bike front, is virtually maintenance free. Yeah, like the front, the gearing in the pinion gearbox wouldn't matter that much. You just put a an easier gear on the back, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. If you got one of the closer range because, like in Memphis, basically, if you had any cassette, any like more than seven speed cassette, basically you ride you ride the trails in like three of those gears. 
because they're so flat. Like you'll have a cassette that the the top end and the bottom end are perfectly mint condition, and it will have three totally worn out gears. <laughs> I'm serious. Like it sounds funny, but I'm dead serious. Like yeah. you will wear out the three gears in the middle of your cassette. So you know, having a closer range if you live someplace like that, or so like there's parts of. I mean, I'm just thinking of places where I've gone, like Florida, um, parts parts of Michigan, like the lower part of Michigan. As some of them, some of the trails are stupidly flat, like just pancake flat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So places like that, that that would definitely be uh, attractive for someone who got one of these bikes. And I just did a little homework on it. It's like 365 percent, 364. On that close range nine speed, which is probably pretty comparable to like an eleven thirty six one by ten. Yeah. So like for Midwest, Florida, Tennessee, all Houston, that. Texas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> where nine, I learned how to mountain bike ride. That nine speed close range wouldn't be a problem. It would just wouldn't have you. You at that point, you may change your your cog or something every once in a while. It wouldn't be you know this is set it and forget it. You would change nothing ever. Nothing like with six hundred percent, you would never like you wouldn't be like, oh, I want a different chainring for this backcountry ride. You'd be like, I'm going to use my bottom twelve gears today instead of my top twelve gears. Like, what is the the lifespan on the pinion gears compared to like a standard drivetrain? Like, you would expect you know a chain and cassette to wear out within I don't know a couple thousand miles. I I want to I want to say that nobody's worn out a pinion gearbox yet. Like even the people commuting every day in Germany where they're... Yeah, you're supposed to change the... So they say, according to opinion, you change the oil once every 6,200 miles. All right. And that's it. You just... It's a a synthetic oil that opinion has, and you just... You literally... There's a drain plug. You pull it. You empty the old oil. You put the new oil in, and you're done. And you go another 6,200 miles. Or once a year. So they say 6,200 miles or once a year. 10,000 kilometers or once a year. So... Again, with I was wondering, like that, like, that didn't click in, didn't click in my American brain when you said sixty two hundred miles. I'm like, that's an odd, oddly specific yeah, number. Ten thousand kilometers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's it, it is you know, and then the pinion, you know, the Gates belt has no lube, so you basically as, as long as you, you know, what I what I say, rinse, rinse, ride, and repeat. Ride, rinse, and repeat. Is that what you say? Do you, do you know what you say? <laughs> I don't know what I say. Ride, rinse, and repeat, I think, is what I'm going with. I'm yeah. going to stick with that. That sounds about right. After a really muddy ride, do you need to get in there and like scrub the little teeth nubbins out with a toothbrush or anything? No. What teeth nubbins? Well, inside of the gate. Like the belt. Oh, no. they clean. It cleans pretty easily. It's not. They're not deep enough. I guess it doesn't have any uh, lube on much. it. So. There's no lube. Yeah, so there's nothing for stuff to cling to, really. You just... Yeah, like I said... Ride, rinse, and repeat. I've I've always wondered about like single speed belt drive, and I've never, never tried one before. I don't know how it feels compared to like riding this one around. It it definitely feels different than pedaling around like a single, a normal single, like a chain single speed or like chain, you know, any drivetrain. Like it feels different, but I'm not sure where the difference comes from because I've never pedaled any yeah. gate drive. Gates. I've I've set my, I mean my single speed is set up with the gates and I don't really notice a difference between that and the chain other than the lack of noise. Yeah. Which which is the instantly of, noticeable. The yeah. lack of chains breaking and <laughs> yeah lubrication. 
I swear, like, I worked on a bike today, and it. I, I think that the guy was, like, my bike's making noise somewhere, so he just stood by the bike with a can of lithium grease and just, like, showered the bike in white lithium grease. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure that's how that bike got that dirty, because it was, like, grease dirt. That's so chain-friendly, white lithium grease. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, so, you know, that's one of the benefits is that, you know, there's – Virtually no maintenance. So obviously, you know, once a year you pull the drain plug, but, but other than that, you just, you rinse it off. The derailleur, you don't have no derailleur, so nothing's hanging out and getting clipped by rocks. So clearance is way better. Clearance is better already because the front is a 32, you know, it's a really, it's a small. Yeah, engine. that is like the ground clearance there is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty so great. No, no derailleur to get bitten off by rocks. No, you know, just a, no chain slap. Nothing on the, on the downhill, you get virtually zero sound as well because it's uh, it's all you know tensioned belt. And how how easy is that to set up? As far as like, I mean, what exactly is the setup on a pinion? Like you just you run two cables to a grip shifter. Are they standard derailleur cables? Yeah, standard derailleur cables. Okay. Uh, it comes. They come pre uh, kind of pre wound inside the box. Um, there's just a little plastic cover that goes over where the cables go, you know, go in. And so one of them is, depending on which way it's, it's clocked for the gears, either, either to the hard, all the way to the hardest or all the way to the easiest. One cable is kind of wrapped around this little, you know, this pulley. And then the other one is pretty much unwound. Cause that then, seems like that would be a wear part that you wouldn't have to change. You would probably want to change that when you change your oil. The cables? Yeah. I mean, cables wear out eventually. They wear out eventually. Um, yeah, probably. It's 6,000 miles. or. And know. like any mechanic could look at that and be like, I, I, I can fix this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's actually, it's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Uh, the way it goes into the shifter and the way it bolts onto the shifter is also pretty, it's pretty explanatory. So, It yeah. looks awesome. It's like all titanium in the back and painted black in the front. And it says dough. Hot dough hid X on it. <laughs> Listen, even if my name is spelled in twelve point Times New Roman, people can't pronounce it. So that's just the way. That's just the way Domahidi is. Domahidi. It's not Domahidi. It's Dom. Actually, Domahidi is more correct. But oh, okay. I think it's been it's been Americanized to Domahidi. Oh. I usually say Domahidi. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, good. As do all my Hungarian relatives. <laughs> Matt, what else do you have on your list of notes for uh, for bike talk? 110 in the front, 148 in the rear. Because it comes with a 27.5 by 3 tire, uh, that means that you can run 29 in it. Just from the armchair quarterback, pretty much every... Every 29er boost bike, I've tried to put a 27.5x3 in. I've been unsuccessful. It didn't build the chain state clearance there, but since this bike starts native with 3-inch clearance, then it'll hold the 29 by 25 no problem. Um, because like Steve was saying earlier, the rollout is going to, or the overall finished tire diameter is going to match. So you won't have a clearance in like the, what would be like the seat stay bridge. And because the tire is skinnier, the chain stays and seat stays won't have any problems there. Uh, 30.9 seat posts, so your standard seat post size for mountain bikes, or I guess one of the three, 27.2, 30.9, 31.6. weird there. Good old regular tapered headset. What is that, a 45.56? 45.56. 45.56. 45.56. 45.56. 45.56. 
42. It's an IS. It's a, it's a, um, integrated. So it's an IS 42, IS 52. Okay, cool. But so the bearings go directly into the frame, regular, like cane creek style bearings. Yep. Cool. Yep. Um, and then tie only. You're not going to make a steel version of this bike. Nah, I think the, the weight would be too prohibitive. The, uh, the, the mount that the pinion goes on, I mean, that thing in steel alone would, would, <laughs> would add another, you know, two pounds, uh, to make. So, so how much, like this bike that you have here? So it's got, uh, guide brakes. Um, it has the race face dropper post that looks like and feels like a very light saddle that's on it. Some carbon bars. I know that stem is a little heavy because I have one myself. Uh, how how much does that that uh, weigh sitting there? Like the bike, right the now? bike as is with the a monster fox. meats, the knobby yeah, nicks, knobby nicks, a uh, fox thirty four carbon rims, carbon rims uh, is is right at thirty pounds with flat pedals. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, you get a little bit of a weight penalty with the gearbox, but you know, and, and it sounds so markety. It doesn't pedal like a thirty-pound bike. It sounds so markety, but it really does not pedal like carbon a carbon rims make everything pedal better. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, uh, it's the difference between, but but because it's not rotational weight, it's like having it's like if you had let's say two eighteen-pound road bikes, and one was a a steel bike with like zip two hundred two clinchers, and the other was a carbon bike with Terrible, like, like a Shimano RS eighty or RS thirty, <laughs> like alloy junker wheel that weighed you know two thousand grams. You'd ride those two bikes, and you'd be like, "Wow, the the steel bike doesn't ride like a like an eighteen pound road bike." Because people generally associate a thirty pound bike as being very turdy. Um, and maybe to maybe to help put this in perspective, um, twenty nine plus Trek Stash five. So this Trek Stash five is twenty nine by three. Rigid fork has a race face alloy crank, alloy everything, uh, but one by ten externally ran XG gearing is a thirty pound bike with no pedals. Oh geez, yeah, okay. Or no, sorry, the no, no, that's not the rigid one. That's the one that's that's got the that, that's got the Manitou. Yeah. The one with the oh, Manitou okay. is a thirty pound bike with plastic pedals on it. Okay, sorry, not the rigid one, but it's still ten yeah. speed. So so there you go. I mean, so you could you could reduce. I mean, if you went with standard twenty nine inch wheels, you could take a pound off it right away. Right. Um, you know, there's there's something to be said for I don't I didn't weigh those tires before they went on there, but I'm sure they're about a thousand grams. Those knobby nicks are pretty. Yeah, you could definitely medium. at least in the back you could go with a less knobby tire. Yeah. Yeah. Did I that don't furious know. furious Fred three O? Does that does that exist? I don't know. They make a rocket Fred. Ron. I don't know if they make a furious Fred. What the heck's a furious? Fred? A Thunderbird. Three O, <laughs> you're not familiar with the Thunderbird? You ever seen it? They just have. It's like a file tread. It's like a twenty nine. Well, the Furious Fred is also the like Thunderbird a... is slicker. No, there is no such thing as a slicker mountain bike tire than a Furious Fred. We'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> One of those definitely has that those little tiny like square knobs, just kind of like the Furious the Fred. They're diamond shaped and like the side knobs stick out just barely, like they're barely. Like a millimeter above the casing and the bot like the ones in the tread are basically just like a diamond shaped print going around the tread. <laughs> so I've been hammering this bike for a couple of months now. Uh, actually we, all those pictures on Instagram. We, <laughs> we pre-taped a show, I don't know what was it was, two months ago. Yeah. In, easily. Yeah. And there was it wasn't a complete bike I brought by here. They had it just had no drivetrain on it. It was like two wheels and a frame and a fork, I think. Yeah. And um 
and we tried to talk about it a little bit and it was, it was not as successful, but, um, I've been hammering this bike and, you know, once you start, once you get used to three inch tires and what the capabilities of that are, you go back. To, so today I rode, uh, and a buddy of mine rode this bike and I rode my regular cross country bike with like 2.25 tires on it. And I felt, I felt <laughs> those felt really small, really, really small. It was, it was scary what the difference was between a 130 travel, you know, front fork with 3.0 tires on it and that, you know, 29er with 2.25, you know, 100 mil travel cross country bike. 100 mils of travel is just scary anyway when you start going fast. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I love that bike, but I, but this bike, you know, once you go big, I don't know if you can go back. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> You were just fishing for that, weren't you? Like uh, listen, you just I, threw that out there hoping no, I would say that's somebody. What she we got to devolve into something nasty sooner or later. <laughs> so uh, is that a? Here's the deal with the pinion, though. That is so remarkable. You change the way you shift. You literally shift completely differently because you can shift without pedaling. You suddenly start finding that you're shifting all the time in between pedal strokes or. You're coasting and you see that you're gonna, you're coming to a sharp, you know, to a, a sharp bend or sharp corner or something. And you're like, Oh, let me dump four gears or, you know, let me put it in three. Let me put it in three. I need to put it in three. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it really, it honestly changes like the way four. that you're shift, that you shift. This, this hill looks like a one. This one's scary. <laughs> oh, I thought I could do this hill on a three. Let me go down to one. Damn it. Now I'm, now I'm in granny. Oh, sad day. So a couple of other high points. Uh, you, you you were saying you're going to plan on selling the bike as sort of not a rolling kit, but as a uh, yeah. Tell us as about a, the as uh, a bike kit. The so pre-sale what do you, package. Well, what do you get if you buy the bike normally, and what do you get added on if you pre pre purchase? Yeah. So for the launch, I'm doing a pre order special. So rather than doing a Kickstarter campaign or something like that, where Kickstarter takes basically 10 percent of the proceeds. I decided to uh, to do a pre-order uh, campaign of my own for people who are willing to put up the money up front, um, you know, with a with a four month lead time, and uh, get something better in return. So I I would put the ten percent that that Kickstarter would normally take back to back to the person who's willing to pre-order with Dominated Designs. Uh, so. I was going to make a, a joke about how long some people have waited for Niners before, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or Santa Cruz. Niners not the only Yeah, yeah. There's with, been bike release fails. Yeah. A lot of yeah. bike release fails out there. Yeah. yeah, keep keep going. But that one's more personal. Um, <laughs> so when these go to market, they will be $5,000 for a frame kit. And the frame kit will come with the pinion gearbox and the cogs and the gates belt drive. So basically a frame and a drivetrain. So you had wheels, you had a fork, you had a cockpit. You're good to a go. A great titanium frame, I will say. Like generally like I I that's one of the at least the hardtail that I rode at Brick Epic was probably the best riding hardtail mountain bike that I've ridden. Like it was it was excellent. It's great. And this one will be even better. Ah, I love this bike. Um, and then, so for the people who are pre-ordering, so with this launch um, comes a pre-order special. And the pre-order special is basically uh, $5,000 gets you 
uh, one of the first people to get on this bike and a free set of Industry 9 wheels. So Industry 9 has their new backcountry so wheel like set. legit wheels. Legit wheels. Yeah. Industry uh, 9. So Industry 9 wheels. So legit wheels. I mean, that, that set would cost someone $1,000. about a $1,000 wheel set. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, so you get like a thousand dollars. It's basically like getting a thousand dollar wheel set for free when you pre-order. When you pre-order, it does mean you need to get up, give up five grand for four months. Yeah, well. So mid midsummer delivery on these bikes. Um, if people live here in the Front Range, can they like come over to your house and ride one, or just poke it and like come over and look at it and poke it? They can look at it and poke it. They might be able to ride it, right? Just like around the block. Oh, they can definitely do that. I'm going to, you know, I will, I'll work on a demo fleet. Definitely. That's part of the, part of the plan moving forward. Cause I think, I think the opinion, there's a, there's a base group of people who are roll off crazy, who will get this bike right away, mm-hmm. or they already know about the opinion and they're like, Oh my God. Um, you know, Reeb, Reeb does pinion bikes, um, frequently. I don't know how many bikes Reeb mountain sells, bikes. but yeah, mountain bikes. They do. Mm-hmm. They did a fat bike, a fat opinion uh, bike and, it seems um, like that would be attractive to someone like a Tour Divide bike or something like a, I think like a Salsa Fargo with a pinion gearbox. Yeah, that could be cool for sure. Well, that last Dirty Kanza, yeah. anybody with a pinion would have been like, ha ha, <laughs> I said ha ha. Yeah, your wheels still would have, like your tires would have still clogged up in your frame. No, you would have put your 29-inch wheels Twenty nine like, boost wheels. Some, some you would have used those thirty millimeter slicks yeah. on it with your gearbox and been all like skidding sideways in the mud, just like pedaling through. You could have gained an inch and a half of mud on each side of your tire, and it still would have cleared. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Done. That's true. Dirty Kansified. That's your next challenge: is to build a drop bar mountain bike esque pinion adventure bike. Mm-hmm. Even, it's probably too too heavy for cycle cross, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely too heavy for cycle cross. Yeah. Don't do that. No, I won't. <laughs> Never. Not even once. <laughs> well, maybe once. No, nope. You'd have to be a hoss to lift that over a barrier. Like basically, the smaller you are, the more your bike weight matters. That's like, true. The shorter you are. Yeah. So what would be yeah. really you'd have uh it does, we're not getting into it. My brain just <laughs> ran away. Your brain just went dumb hitty. Yeah, just bounced out of my head and across the kitchen. Just We'll talk about it off here. Yeah. Steve's <laughs> gonna be here till like midnight with just like talking about bike stuff. We do, we geek out. It's awesome. Yeah. I love listening to smart people talk. Well, I think that kind of wraps up all we can talk about on the all mountain. Pinion hardtail from Steve Dolmahitty. I wanted to call it the the indie bike. Well, you know what you I should do. I wanted to name it after my dog. You know what you should do. You should what? become a world class cycling engineer. You should work your way through the industry. <laughs> you should launch your own bike company and then make a bike called the Indy. Wait, Boom. but wait, what were we? What did we decide last time was such a great bike name that you guys were calling Johnson? the Johnson? Oh, the Johnson. Yeah, I could call it, this model could be a Johnson. Well, no, you would have a 27.5 bike called the Johnson, and this would be the big Johnson. <laughs> the Johnson Plus? Yeah, or the, the Johnson, Johnson Plus. Or the Johnson Box? <laughs> the Johnson Box. Because it's got a gearbox on it? The Johnson Plus Box. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this sounds like something that Amanda and I, Amanda Batty and I should should name, because it's got a box. 
I, right. You guys can talk about my Johnson Plus box anytime you want. Okay. Johnson Plus box. I kind of like that. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> it's easier to say than, than Doma Hitty. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to change my brand name then to that as well. <laughs> Johnson Bikes. Johnson Bikes. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, we can wrap it up then. Well, thanks for stopping by. Wrap up the Johnson episode. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up the Johnson Plus Box Pinion All Mountain Hardtail Doma Hitty Designs. Play bike. Super fun All Mountain Play bike.